Welcome to the Lucha Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Kang, a sound designer by day, but by night I am a pro wrestling connoisseur, the proud owner of two kittens, and the host of this, the Lucha Lounge Podcast. This podcast is all about giving interesting people an unfiltered form to share their ideas and stories with everyone out there. So thanks for listening. Here we go. On the 10th episode of the Lucha Lounge podcast, I talk to a singer-songwriter. We talk about how technology has influenced his creativity. Uh, We talk about the inspiration behind his songwriting and about his upcoming album, Way Out West. This is a real special episode of the Lucha Lounge podcast because not only is it the 10th episode, it also features our first in-studio live performance. So without any further ado, please welcome my guest, Eli Lev. Boom, and we're live. Eli Lev, welcome to the Lucha Lounge podcast, brother. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, You are a singer-songwriter who plays out more than almost any other singer-songwriter I've known. (laughs) And when I looked at your tour schedule, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy plays out every day. Yeah. Yeah. If I can, I I would. I'm actually like, I made Mondays my like sacred day. So, you know, weekends I'm on, Monday, Tuesdays is my weekend. And I'm like, let's hang out, everybody. And nobody wants to hang out with me. So um, it's it's my special day to take a take a day off. But yeah, if I can, I've been playing, yeah, Tuesday to Sunday. And the summer is very busy. Right. So um, it's kind of just slowing down now, which is good. But yeah, it's it's a full time gig. So so when you when you have such a, I guess, strenuous or active um, live performance schedule, how do you factor in the writing process of your music? Yeah, well, that actually comes in stages. You know what I mean? There's there's a writing stage and a recording stage and then, a you know, output stage. But all those three things kind of cycle back you know, in interesting mm-hmm. ways. So um, I actually just took this songwriting kind of course from um, this uh, singer-songwriter and uh, vocalist, Carrie Cole, in New York. She's okay. great. So I've been diving in with her and figuring out how to make songwriting part of, like, my daily routine, mm. you know? So if there's, like, you know, in the morning, 10, 15 minutes just to dump all your mental stuff just out on paper. It's not a song. It's not a poem. It's just out. Um, you're not even going to go back and look at it. You know, just to kind of get everything out. Because then, you know, through the day, these other things start coming in. And, um, you know, having, like, dedicated time to, like, write down ideas. And it's been fun. I mean, everything can be a song. You know what I mean? It doesn't, doesn't have to be, you know, it's almost like the everyday things that make a song more listenable to right. people. You know right. what I mean? Cause if more I'm, relatable. Exactly. If I'm, you know, singing a song about, you know, the intricacies of, like, how my guitar is made to people like that might hit like a certain group you know what I mean yeah Yeah. but if I'm talking about sitting at a table looking out a window thinking about a past love it's like oh everybody can relate (laughs) to that yeah so it's those everyday moments that are Mm -hmm. really kind of like the um the good stuff that I'm trying to put more into songs so that's a really interesting exercise to do like right when you wake up or having a certain time of day to just like unload all of your creative thoughts Mm -hmm. do you ever go back to that and filter through that to pull out lyrics or or riffs yeah sometimes so um rivers cuomo has a spreadsheet of just lyrics songs and identity and like ideas that he's had going for probably like 20 years and with like you know hundreds and hundreds of columns i don't have anything like that but i do have (laughs) certain notebooks that i go back and um and look at but really if if you're a creative person and if you're like tapping into that as part of, um, you know, your everyday thing, 
it's almost like a palate cleanser. You know what I mean? So you can get all the stuff that's just kind of like in your head, like maybe a to-do list or I got to talk to that person and it's all out. And then you get to like the good stuff, you know, like a channel is open, you could say. Right, so, right. Yeah. Man, that's like a, that's a really interesting uh, yeah. thing you got going. Yeah, I mean, some people run and do that, you know what I mean? Mm. Just get their heads out. Some people, you know, weight lift, some people do yoga and, you know, I try and do all those things. But the creative, that dump in the morning has been really, really cool, really helpful. Mm. So. Yeah. yeah, man. Little little pro tip for all the singer songwriters <laughs> out there for sure. Um, I just talked to a R&B singer and what he does is he just on his phone will just hum melodies yeah. and, and scat and like whatever comes to his mind, like over the beat that he's working on. Yeah. And then he goes back and goes, oh, I like that. I'm going to write words yes. to that. So everybody has their own way, but the key is to get it out. Yeah, no, I definitely, if you look back on my audio recording things, you'll see like hundreds of some named, some not. Right, <laughs> just know? like gibberish just, tapes. Yeah. That's what he called them, gibberish tapes. That's one. exactly <laughs> it. No, I'll have I'll have like audio things where it's just like I'm in the car and I'm like, oh, that's an amazing melody. And I sing it. I'm like, hmm, 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 hmm. I'll go back. I'm like, I can't. No, what was I singing? I can't, I can't remember that. At the that. time, At the it time, it was so like, ah, oh, this amazing symphony. And then. Yeah. It's crazy, actually. I remember um, watching a documentary about Metallica. Mm. And uh, James Hetfield, their lead singer, he writes like that, too. Yeah. So the Enter Sandman song, they had it except for vocals. Uh, and so you see him writing, going, like, like right. he, and then he's writing the song that way. And right. I always I always remember that scene because everybody's just waiting for him because yeah. the song's done. He's just sitting writing <laughs> by himself. Um, that's pretty interesting. And those things happen different way. Like Anthony Kiedis wrote all the lyrics for Under the Bridge, gave it to the band, no music, mm. and they just made the song. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like interesting how these things kind of come from different... Um, I don't know, from different directions. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, you know, Under the Bridge was recorded in mono. Really? Yeah, it's not a stereo oh, track. Man. Well, that was before they were anything. Yeah. He was literally under a bridge, like, you know, addicted to heroin. He's like, hey, y'all, there's this poem, and I feel like I almost lost my life. Right. So can you write a song about it? And that's, they did. That's how it He happened. recently got thrown out of a Los Angeles Lakers basketball game. I saw that. Good for him. <laughs> Cursing at the refs yeah. and the players and everything. Go, Anthony. Yeah. Still got it. Yeah, he's still, got, he's still <laughs> kicking, for sure. He is. Um, the bass player, Flea, he has his whole music school out west and mm -hmm. also raises tons of bees because yeah. they're going extinct. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see what these folks do once they've made it on mm. music. You know, yeah. there's like this one band has like their own whiskey label. I don't know if you heard about that. I can't remember who it is, but they just made like massive Lots of money just on whiskey, you know? That's a great... Um, a you great know, point. Dr. Dre beats headphones, probably yeah. made him more money, you know what I mean, than most yeah. of his songs. First billion. Uh, yeah, so it really, it's really interesting to see, okay, now you made it music, now what are you going to do in the world kind of thing? So, right, yeah. right. Yeah, and as those guys get older... Touring sounds less and less attractive. Right, <laughs> multiple <laughs> multiple income streams. Yeah, bro. definitely. Um, Got to diversify your portfolio, That's ladies it. and gentlemen. Um, all right, so let's let's rewind a little bit. And we were talking about this earlier. Um, how did you get into music? So just growing up with like a musical household was a good kind of like hmm. start. Um, and then you know I did talent shows and you know maybe in like a middle school band and a high school band and all that kind of stuff. And that was great just to get the um, the idea and the thought. Um, and the feel of music. Mm. Um, so I've been, you know, I've been writing like silly songs, traveling for my whole life and just, you know, sharing them with people. And it's like, oh, I like that one. That's good. And then um, 
I guess I was in so I was in grad school a few years ago at Indiana University. Finished up a master's in language education. So I was going to be a teacher. Teacher. I was going to go and I was going to train teachers, and it was going to be cool, and you know, my, it was going to be all good. Um, but then halfway through my last semester, I just took like one little kind of um, vacation for myself. Uh, went out to uh, Mexico on a beach in um, Sayulita, and I just brought my guitar and started singing songs. And I was like, you know, if I'm ever going to do music in my life. It's going to be right now. It's not going to be any other time because there's this gap, you know what I mean, where, you know, I'm, I'm like mostly physically healthy, you know, I've got my wits about me and my, my hands work, you know what I mean? There are these songs coming. So I was like, let's see what happens. Let's set the intention. Let's see if the gears of the universe kind of turn a little bit and align themselves. And sure enough, after I went on a bike trip in Spain, South Spain, and I came back to Washington, D.C., did a show at a coffee shop, Trist Coffee Shop in yeah, uh, Adams Morgan. Totally. That was my first uh, DC gig. Oh, man. Shout uh, out Trist. Yeah. Trist is, Trist is great. And so, you know, I was way in the back and, you know, people were on their iPods and drinking coffee. And I think like two people paid attention to me that mm. first show. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And I got another one. And then 10 people came. And then I got another show. And they're like, well, you should, you know, think about playing with some instruments, with some um, instrumentation. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. So then I like started putting some instrumentation to the songs, hooked up with Jeff Gruber at Blue House Productions, and he made the first album, All Roads East. So it just kind of was just, you know, like, it's like, all right, if you want this, here you go. (laughs) So. And you, and you made it happen. And that's the key, right? So many people are afraid to take that jump. Right. And I really resonate with your story because, um, I was a high school teacher too. Okay. Yeah. And wow, man, high school. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. that's the tough stuff. I was like, I can't go. To, I can't. Like, don't put me in high school. Put me in middle. Yeah, school. I taught middle middle in high school. Okay. And um, <laughs> I was an English and history teacher. Wow. Anyways, how many, many How many years in the classroom? Uh, I was in there for three years. Three years. Me yeah. too. Got, Actually, bur- got three burned or out. Four years. Yeah. And it wasn't so much the burned out thing. And I and I do like teaching. I, yeah. I don't have any like negative. Uh-huh. you know memories of it but one morning i woke up and i was like i don't want to be a 60 year old history teacher yeah 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 and yeah. then i applied to one school mm-hmm. got in and the rest is history. there you man. go well yeah. i could see you actually I, I totally get a teacher vibe <laughs> you're not thinking about it. that's awesome <laughs> i love that you know you got to be intense you got to yeah. be into what you're doing yeah. you know what i mean you got to be very focused yeah definitely. Um, man it is a hard job teaching yeah. i tell you like yeah. Eighth graders for three years. It was amazing, um, really special experience. But it was like, whenever I got to the point where I was like, I don't feel good entering the classroom. It's like I don't want to put other students through that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't want, I don't want to ever be that teacher that like takes something out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean on someone. So I was like, you know, it's like thanks, and then kind of went did did the next thing. But um, yeah, no, it's a lot of things from teaching actually translate into um, music performing, which mm. I found. How so? Um, well, you know, you're on a stage, literally. Uh, it's almost like you have to be this kind of magician kind of person. It's like, now we're going to like, you know, talk about, you know, articles and like, you know, and let's talk about nouns and verbs. It's so exciting. You know what I mean? Let me make it exciting for you. And it's like, you know, just kind of capturing people's attention and taking them through um, a certain time frame. Yeah. You know? I guess with music, it is a little easier. <laughs> well, the- the subject matter is much more palatable than nouns and verbs and articles and stuff. Yes, but the audience is just sitting there. Mm, that's you true. know what I mean? It's all on you. There's no obligation. There's no. They don't have to do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they can walk out if they, they want. They can walk out. They can do whatever <laughs> they want. 
but yeah, it, it depends. You know, every audience is their own kind of beast, just as a classroom, <laughs> just yeah. as every class is. Do you ever miss it? I, you know, I do. Like, I love, you know, just being with the community was really cool. Connecting with the kids, um, kind of seeing their progress through a year mm. is just really awesome. Um, I feel like in about maybe four or five years, once I get my solo thing going on, I'll probably become one of those like musician coaches oh, just because yeah. I've been through it. I know how to do it. You know what I mean? So, and I see a lot of my friends and a lot of very talented people that um, I feel like should be getting their music out there, but there's just some things that are like, you know, kind of holding them back. Maybe sure. there's some like certain pieces of knowledge that um, might help them through some certain things. And I'd love to be able to be the person that's like, okay, everything's great, but let's just fix this a little bit and then, you know, go. I'm like trying a, to be a producer, right? Well, here. <laughs> no, not, not a producer, not a manager, more mm. like a career, a music career, like advisor. Consultant. Consultant. Yes. That's exactly it. Yes. Let's, I could consult very yeah, well. Yeah, man. So maybe, maybe it'll come back around. We'll see. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, your story is, uh, like I said, I really resonate with it. And uh, your music, the first album, All Roads East, mm -hmm. that's a good one, man. Thanks. That was all just a kind of culmination of all the songs I had written before that. You know, they say your first albums, you have your whole lifetime to write. And your second album, you've got like, you know, a year yeah. or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it definitely made sense. Like a lot of those songs, some of those songs went way back. Hmm. Um, so that's that's pretty cool, like seeing them kind of come alive in the in the album. But yeah, I mean, I came into Blue House with just demo tracks and not good demo tracks, hmm. just like me singing with guitar. And um, I was really lucky to find Jeff Gruber and he found the right uh, musicians to come in. Hmm. Um, drummer, bassist, violinist, lead guitar, um, who else? Um, pianist. Um, he just brought everybody in and just made these tracks like just right. totally come alive. So it was a really Where's cool. Where's Blue House at? Silver Spring. Oh, wow. Yeah. Home yeah. He's grown. Yeah. He's been around for a while. It's been, around, I think, 20, 20 years, 20, oh. 30 years. So yeah, he's a good dude. So I was just very, very lucky to um, connect with him. And that just kind of was the kicker, made it, made it happen. So yeah, I mean, I recorded, I had an album before I had a band. Yeah. And that's... I, I'm, I'm just realizing that right now because he just called studio musicians to help you get yeah. that track it. Right. So now I've got like the fortunes found and they're incredible musicians, but we have a lot bigger, fuller, richer sound than the album. So like, it's kind of interesting to see how those songs have just been reinterpreted again. You know what I mean? From mm. the, from the studio versions. Yes. So. I mean, there's always the live interpretation, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. usually the live band is the recording band right. as well. So it kind of right. sounds very similar, right. but now there's a completely group of different totally. musicians. And I, I love that. I love reinterpreting songs. I love reinterpreting music. I love like taking a piece of art and just, you know, putting it through as many different filters as you can, you right. know what I mean? To see what comes out on the other side. So it's, it was great. And then, you know, the band called Fortune's Found because very fortunate to have found them too. They just kind of came out of the woodwork and they're like, hi, I'm Michael Morelli. I play drums really well. <laughs> and it's like, okay, hey. And it's like, and Boyan's like, hey, I'm, I'm Boyan. I play bass. I'm from Macedonia. Let's let's jam. And Boyan actually brought Michael in. Um, and I was like, cool, let's do this. No tryouts, no anything. And it was just rocking. So feel like, nice. feeling very blessed to So it's a three-piece? Um, mostly, that's like the core. Uh, we play with um, Dante Frizziello, a lead guitarist. And a couple mandolin players. We started with um, Corey Throw from Baltimore. He's great. And then um, also played with Jack Dunlap out mm -hmm. from Virginia. And yeah, and Jeff Karn too is a great mandolin player. Once you start playing all these shows, you got to like kind of like pick 
who works. You know what yeah. I mean? Because since everybody's gigging, everybody's playing, it's kind of like who's available, right, who right, fits right, your right. sound. Exactly. Right. Not only that, like so much of it is stage presence. Mm-hmm, you can't mm-hmm. just be a stick up there mm-hmm, playing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So that's been fascinating too. I mean, each one of these processes, like having to learn for the first time, you know what I mean? Like there's no real manual. There's not like a school. There's not, I mean, there might be YouTube videos on like this, but I mean, how many can you watch before you just have to like do it? You just got to go for it, man. It's (laughs) just taking the first step. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The cool thing about this album is that it is a complete work in and of itself, but it's part of a bigger group of albums. Yeah. So that's like the four direction project. Okay. That I'm working on. Explain that. Um, yeah. So All Roads East is the first one. Uh, Way Out West is coming out very soon. My first single is coming out this Friday called One Road. So that's the second installment. Okay. All Roads East, Way Out West, then Deep South after that. And then the last one is True North. And mm-hmm. so altogether they make this mandala. And, you know, each direction represents a different musical aspect that I'm trying to connect to. So All Roads East is kind of the Americana, straight ahead, folk, country, pop kind of thing. Uh, Way Out West takes a whole nother turn. It's like a deeper, kind of more introspective side, futuristic kind of sounds, uh, detuned mandolins, like banjo arpeggios. It's like, it's pretty wild. Um, And then, you know, Deep South will be the band going into the studio, which I'm really excited about. And then True North will probably be a acoustic Oh, nice. album. So yeah, different different facets of of the sound. So the concept of the four directions. Yes. What inspired that? Um, that was from when I was teaching on the Navajo Reservation. That's where I was teaching for three years. So I was an eighth grade language arts teacher at uh, Shanto, Shanto, Arizona. I've got a song about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shanto. That, that's, yeah. That's, I was like, how do I know that? How do I know that? Right. Yeah. Shanto's yeah. on the map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Shanto's like. 45 minutes away from the closest grocery store. Um, You're out there in Canyonlands. So taking my bike out, you know, one day and getting back there, that's the inspiration for a long way back to Shanto. But the Four Directions is is kind of the Navajo cosmology of like how they perceive the universe. And there's different aspects for each direction um, that go along different plants, different times of seasons, different colors, different animals, different stories. So I was like, "Let's, um, let's see if we can work with that. So... I just thought this would be a great way to keep me on track, give me a big enough project to work with that'll last me. And something was bothering me about single albums. You know, people come out with an album and it's like named something. And it's like, okay. And then they'll come out with another album and it's just something else. But like, I need I need some kind of story. You know, I need some kind of consistency, some kind of path, mm-hmm. or else I don't know where I am. So the directions and kind of moving that forward will give me something to do for the next three or four years. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so and I, I really like how uh, the the four album covers when you put them together, they're yes. going to make the complete compass yes. or mandala. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. No. So all roads east. You know, it's like a butterfly flowers. The west is fennel seeds. The south is pine needles, and the north is um, uh, sticks, kind of like little twigs. Right. So yeah, put them all together and you get this really cool visual mandala. So I really do like how much thought you've put into the creation of that circle or that mandala mm-hmm. and how each album is going to represent a different aspect of your writing and right. your creativity. I find that artists that are very intentional in that way, right? the songs mean more. It's not just, this is a song, right. I sound good on it, listen right. to it. It's like, right. this is a story, and this is part of my soul, and I've thought about it. It's right, and it's part of another message. You know what I mean? Like, I'm at the stage where 
I still have control over what, you know, the idea that I want to give out to mm. people. You know what I mean? Once you get a certain stage, it's like other folks take over. <laughs> other yeah. folks take over. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I'm not, you know, I'm not signed. The media doesn't care about me. No mm. one really notices. Um, it's just what I put out, people vibe with. Kind of having like an overall message of positivity, of community, of like connecting with nature, um, connecting with oneself. That's like kind of like my main themes. And visually representing that is important because people will see my music before they hear it. Absolutely. Um, that's a reoccurring thing. They will. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll they'll look at my name and they'll see a photo. Before, before. they <laughs> hit the, on Instagram, the little icon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, and that's in that stage, of course, you know, I'm playing live. Obviously, people will hear yeah. my music, but then I've, the music's already there so they can hear it. Um, so, it's, you know, it's really interesting how different people can come to that, um, you know, to that creative center. But yeah, I have been intentional on that people keep telling me about that it's like man you really you really think about that stuff huh it's, it's like it's very important it's like yeah <laughs> that's what sets yeah. that's what sets people that are taking it seriously mm, right. apart from people that are just hobbyists and that's you know that's actually a really good point like whatever we're doing people are watching how you package things and it's not just a package because once you get to the package there has to be something there's got to mm-hmm. be a sustenance but uh, some kind of substance but People notice how you're putting yourself out there. You know what I mean? Like this, you know, the sound quality in Lucha Lounge is amazing. You know what I mean? Like so people know like, okay, this dude's legit. This this podcast is like, you know, there's right. effort in here. Right. So it's okay for me to put an effort into it because someone else put their effort into it. Right. You know what I mean? If people see that people don't really hmm. care about something, they're like, well, if they don't care about it, then why, why would should I care, I care about exactly. it? Exactly. That's exactly it. So, yeah. So... Rolling back to All Roads East, right? You were saying that these songs are songs that you have lived with your whole life up until you recorded them and put them out into the world, right? Yeah, some of them, yep. As a musician and as a as an artist, do you find that hard to do? Um, put out aspects of my life? Or letting it go. Yeah, so songs can be really therapeutic in that sense because you put everything into a song and you put it out there in the universe mm. and then you have no control over it. You know right. what I mean? People can make their own, you know what I mean, assumptions. They right. have their own stories. Um, so it's almost like your thing or whatever it was is able to kind of, <laughs> you know, dissipate right, <laughs> and right, not right. only be inside of you. Right. Um, <clears throat> but recently, um, I have been trying to get into more um, authentic and songwriting and saying what I really, really want to say. Because mm. now that people are listening, you know what I mean? Now is like kind of like my chance to say what I actually really want to say. Um, so... Way out west, there's a couple of tracks that I get to that road, but um, yeah, deep south and true north, I feel like I'm gonna more explore that. So, okay, yeah, yeah, really good. So one of the songs on All Roads East that I really like is "Go Down," and not only is the song great because I love those kind of like stripped down bluesy sounding tracks. Mm-hmm. Not only mm-hmm. that, the video is really great too. And like we were talking about earlier, the visual needs to match right. the music, the level of quality, the level of intention in there. Right. It was really well done. Um, Thanks. Tell me about the the video process of that, because that was a that was a pretty good production, man. Yeah, it was. I mean, I just connected with um, you know Adriana Mendoza. She's this fantastic female. She works with um, Femme Fatale in DC. Um, beautiful, intelligent, creative, very special woman, and she introduced me to Leo Mako, who is this um, great videographer. And he had a brother, and he brought him in as a photographer. Mm-hmm. And they knew a dancer, and they brought them in, and I knew my people, and we brought them in. So that's all homegrown. 
Wow. That is all homegrown. We had no producer. We thought someone was going to be a producer, but nobody. <laughs> we were all producing, which is now I know you need a producer. Sometimes that's a nightmare. <laughs> Trust me, I work in an agency. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the first video I ever did like that. And we made it happen three days. One day was with the band. One day was with everybody in their white robes, you know, going into this water. You know, it's very sexy, very natural, very mm. kind of like um, uh, vibe, which is what the song is. Right. Um, then the third day was, yeah, just me doing, doing some things out in the forest. Um, but th- man, that was, that was a learning experience, but, um, I'm really, really, really happy with how it came out. It's really cool. So this was your first like real video aside from like YouTube stuff, which yeah. I know you're very prolific on YouTube as well. Yeah. Um, any element of like camera shyness or anything like that? Well, that's why YouTube really helps actually. YouTube really helps with that because I was able to do the Folk Fridays on YouTube before that music video. You know what I mean? Like looking at yourself and getting comfortable with the camera, it's a thing. It's not an easy process. You know what I mean? Maybe some people, it's It's like like listening to yourself for the first time. Right. But so, yeah, YouTube helped me kind of just get used to a lens in my face. And then when the music video came around, um, you know, I was a little bit more used to it. But still, man, I mean, you look at some of those shots, and it's like nobody walks with their hands (laughs) going forward and backward at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, that's not how I normally walk. Like, why was I doing that? (laughs) But then you're you're not critiquing yourself like in the moment. No. yeah, yeah, we had nobody like watch, so it's just like, yeah. all right, you know, whatever. They're learning, learning, <laughs> you know, growing pains, right? Growing pains. It was a learning curve, but yeah. um, no, that was great. It was a lot of fun, and part of that music video was having the confidence to go into our creative selves and show the world mm-hmm. that. And so the metaphor was having the confidence to go into this body of water, you know, with white robes and come out and show that to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really big kind of like unraveling. Um, and after doing something like that, it's like, well, I've done that so i can pretty much do whatever yeah. you know what i mean after that so yeah yeah it was really cool but um the songwriting portion of it what was the inspiration behind your lyrics so go down comes from an experience i had in israel at the river jordan um there's this baptism site where uh the sea of galilee goes into the river jordan that's where they say you know jesus might have been baptized here mm. nobody really knows obviously exactly where on the river that happened but there's this huge center there, and people come from all over the world, from Russia, Africa, the U.S., um, New Zealand, China, and they come to this place, and they do like a traditional kind of like baptism. Um, so it was just fascinating, man. Absolutely fascinating. Like tour buses of people coming to this. It was like touristy and religious and spiritual, and then they'd like get into the water, and then like everybody had their own issues with like, oh, how do I feel now in this baptism robe? And it right. was like... Some people were thrilled about it. Some people were nervous about it. You know, everybody had different reactions to that. So I thought, well, that's a very interesting concept. You know what I mean? Like thinking about that, like what does that mean? Like how can spirituality also be natural, you know, and sexy at the same time? And how can we bring those things together and like something that resonates with people? Hmm. So I started writing Go Down. And, you know, it's about going down into our depths, going down into, into our centers, finding whatever that is. And then, um, yeah, like sharing that with the universe. Yeah, so. when you come up out. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, and how do you come up out, you know? Right. In the video, it's really cool because I told people, it's like, however you want to enter the water is up to you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. some people are diving, some people are stumbling, right. <laughs> some people are taking Falling their time. In, yeah. right? People are like just, you know, tapping their toes in. You know, we all have different ways of experiencing something like that. Um, so that was fascinating to see as well. You want to play? Sure, I'd love to. Let's go for it, dude. All right. Go down. 
Go down to find out what it's all about. Why don't you go down and cleanse your soul and wash it out? Cause it's a good day to live and it's a good day to die. When our trials and tribulations have been held up on high, go down. Mm, go down, son. Dip your head into that well. Why don't you holler back at me if it makes you swear? Cause it's a good day to live and it's a good day to die when the words of our beloved have been held up on high. Go down. Mm, go down, son. Cleanse your worried mind. Go down. Cleanse your worried mind. It goes deep. <laughs> it goes deep. Not only does it go deep, it translates well to an, a solo acoustic performance, which I really appreciate yeah. a lot. Because like some, I don't want to say certain artists like hide behind their yeah. band or hide behind the music, but it is right. nice to hear a song that you can play with a full band, right. but then come down into a place like this and right. just one man it. Well, that's how the song started. So it's cool. You know, yeah. I mean, it can go from that and then to full band and then back again. And I love that, you know, having each song 
be able to stand alone. Mm. You know what I mean? Is is good. It's it's important. So yeah, man, I really I really like that song. It's I, and I have a soft spot for the blues in general, okay. like yeah. bluesy music <laughs> like that in general. So yeah. man, that's a that's a real good one, dude. Great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, play it. It sounds really nice in the uh, studio headphones. Yeah. <laughs> I try my best, man. Yeah. I try my best. Um, so music is like your main creative outlet. We talked about how you you do the creative dump in the morning mm-hmm. and you're always constantly looking for um, time to write and time to create. Do you sometimes feel like that's not enough? Like, does it get a little stale sometimes? And if so, what other things do you do to kind of like branch out your creativity and your mind or whatever it is. Right. So being a solo musician, like an unsigned indie artist Mm. means that music is probably one of the least amount of percentage of time that I use with my day. Mm. (laughs) So when I get a chance to play music, you know, live, it's awesome because the other times, you know, I'm in my head, you know, like mailing lists, you know, Instagram posts, you know, emails, bookings. The YouTube. Oh, man. It's just, there's it's an infinite amount of things for me to do. It's not music. Right. So actually fighting for time for the music is one of like my main things now. Because mm. um, that's why I'm in this in the first place. Right. Um, so, but I actually really enjoy that. You know, I've had to learn how to use Photoshop. I got to learn, you know, how do I transfer big files? All right, we transfer. That's how, you know, that works. And like, what's the aspect ratio of the video that I need to put on YouTube? Like, I have to learn all those things. So um, that's been actually really, really cool, really fascinating. So I get to do design. You know, I talk to, um, you know, amazing folks like yourself on podcasts. Like, this is so fun. You know, I I love this stuff. You know what I mean? So actually, it's in today's kind of music biz, you've got to wear like a hundred different hats. And that always keeps things interesting and keeps yeah. me going. So it's almost like the perfect thing for me because I'm never bored. So <laughs> when you yeah. want to take a, when you want to take a step away from it, cause mm-hmm. I think that is also kind of healthy. Do you ever take a break from stuff like that to do something completely different? Yeah. So the first year I was live performing and just like burned out, you know, I'd lose my yeah. voice and stuff. So this year, you know, a lot of it I've like scheduled in personal time where it's, you know, it's yoga, it's jogging, it's um, biking, it's um, going to other shows and not even worrying about my music, which mm. has been really cool. And yeah, just connecting with people and like having a little bit of a social life. You know what I mean? Like that's really important. What's because, that, dude? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially when, you know, Mondays and Tuesdays are my right, days off. Right. But um, yeah, no, that's been um, that's been a really kind of um, mission of mine this year. And so that's been really important, too. You know, usually our pyramids are flipped. It's like, what's the most important thing? Business, you know, then maybe, you know, I'll worry about, you know, social things and then I'll worry about your health last. Yeah. So everybody is. It's terrible. You know what I mean? But like, really, it should be totally inverted. Yeah. You know, health, physical, mental, spiritual well-being, you know, social life. And then, you know, get get to business and do your thing, what you need to do for the world. So, yeah. I've never, I've never heard of the pyramid paradigm, but yeah, I like that. Isn't that wild? I mean, think about it. You know, we're all living in like in inverted yeah. <laughs> kind of like priorities. Yeah, and even <laughs> even for people that you know get after it, yeah, it's probably not that much different from people that are just you know milling around. It is. A- yeah, most of our lives are you know work and you know, income based, which is, it's important. But like, if that's all it is, you know, then I'm like, what are we doing? So that's how my first year in music was. I was just like, let's book everything. You know, I'll do all these shows. Like I don't have time to see my friends. And I was like, well, I think I can still do both. And, and you can, it's definitely yeah, possible. I, and it's, it's always about balance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just finding the balance between everything. Yeah. Taking a step back to your songwriting process. 
I know the songs from All Roads East were a long time in the writing. So mm-hmm. you've had time to sit with them and refine them and, mm-hmm. and then finally produce them and push them out into the world. Yeah. How has your songwriting changed now that you have the obligation of putting something out with a deadline on it? Right. So it's actually become a lot more fluid because now we're, you know, we're living in like a singles based kind of market, which mm-hmm. is, you know, how it was like, you know, means everything goes in cycles, sure. you know, and when the first LPs and EPs came out and like the 45s, like those were singles, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, we're just there again. It's not like this is like a whole new thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people want to hear songs and like, you know, then maybe eventually they'll be part of a project. Um, so that's actually freed me up a lot. So um, I was just able to do a single um, worked with um, Austin Bellow. He's a producer, singer, songwriter from Virginia. And we just released it. It's called Chasing Daylight. And that's not attached to the albums. So it's like, you know, between one and the other, here's a single, just enjoy, just for the fans. And it was an absolute pleasure to write with him. Co-writing has been really, really cool. It's a new it's a new game. So doing the single thing and releasing those every once in a while has been really, really fun. And Chasing Daylight is, is such a fun track too. So Yeah, and one of the things, and we're going to get back to Chasing Daylight in a yeah. second, but one of the things that I noticed, even in your performance just right now, you are super happy <laughs> playing it. Like in your videos, you have this yes. huge smile. And when you're playing, you have a you know, big uh, I'm a smile. I'm a cheese ball. Yeah, yeah. just cheesing. <laughs> That's like a... I feel like that's like your signature. That's my thing. Yeah, I I enjoy what I do. (laughs) I enjoy singing. It's fun. And just, you know, that's like when I'm most, you know, into it. So, yeah, whenever, whenever, even if I'm on stage or whether just, you know, playing with you um, here, it's just like, it's, it feels good. You know what I mean? That's, Mm. that's why I'm doing it. So it's hard for artists because by nature, we're introverted. Yeah. So now, you know, it used to be, you know, everybody else would take care of all the business and stuff. All you had to do is just worry about the music. You know what I mean? And Tortured artist, you know, writing yeah, by yourself. Yeah, and- yeah. And, and I feel a lot of creatives are naturally that way. Not everybody, not everyone. But um, being like a kind of introvert, extrovert person that I am, being able to play and just being into the music, you know, outside of the universe is almost like the perfect circumstance for me. You know what I mean? Because it's like I'm with people, but I'm also like just with my instrument. But I'm also hearing you hear me. You know, so it's it's a very it's just a very magical mystical space. So that's why I'm always cheesing like a yeah. <laughs> I do like it though, man. It, it is. I always I always appreciate it when when people are very honest with their music and yeah. and even their facial expressions. Like yeah. you're not acting, you know, right. you're not putting right, on right, a, right. a thing. You're happy to be on stage. You're happy right. to play. So right. smile. Right. So what? You right. know what I mean? Right. Um. So going back to chasing daylight, mm-hmm. um, that video was very different from the the video of Go Down. Sure. Yeah, this is all fan-generated video, all fan-generated content. I wanted to experiment with that a little bit. I feel like in the, the social media age, it's like people want to be involved. People can be involved. We have the technology. Um, and so I worked with um, Zach Fox from um, Granada, Spain, good, good buddy of mine. And we came up with this concept. We're like, well, instead of hiring somebody to do all this like video work and like setting a location and stuff because people don't even have time to be anywhere anymore. Um, let's just have people videotape themselves singing and we'll edit it together and that'll be the video. Right. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And we can do that because he's in Spain and I'm here and everybody else is everywhere else. So uh, we put it together and it's just... Watching it for the first time, I was like definitely like tears of joy were just like coming down my <laughs> face because this is like everybody I know mm. from my whole life, you know? Friends, family, 
local fans and people who I had never met, like South Africa, Brazil, um, Canada, you know, all over the world. And they're just sending in these videos, singing along to Chasing Daylight. And I was just like, ah, (laughs) this is so cool. So, um, yeah, that that just came out. Uh, It's been really, really fun. There's a lot of, um, you know, positive feedback. And people are happy about it. They're like, I was in this video. Check it out. You know what I mean? It's okay sharing because they're part of it. Um, So that's something I'm trying to explore now, this kind of community-driven creativity. You know, and there are these projects. There's a lot of these um, you know, there's like a thousand singers project. This guy just takes voices from all around the world and puts them together. I can't remember his name, but he's I awesome. I forget his name too. Yeah, he does great stuff. Have you seen the one where um, they get a thousand bands together to play one song? Yes. Yeah. And they I have like this. Yeah, it was a, um, oh, wasn't a Foo Fighters track, was it? I think so. I think, I think it, it was. was. Yeah. But then you just see like hundreds of yes. drum kits, hundreds of singers, yes. all these guitarists. We yeah. can do that. And I love that stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and that's like, you know, coming together and creating something is just something that I really um, connect with too for myself. So I wanted to bring that to the video. And yeah, it was very different, obviously, than Go Down. Yeah. And it is interesting to see just such a wide variety of different people, different ages, yes. ethnicities. Yep. And it is the age old saying, right? Music is the common denominator. Every culture has it. Right. And no matter where you're from, you know, what your beliefs are, whatever yeah. it is, you can still vibe out to one right. song. The reason why I like that too is because it wasn't contrived. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, all right, let's have a coffee shop here with like a white couple, yeah. you know what I mean? And then over here, you know, we need a Filipino guy, and a mixed old, race, yeah. you know, something, and then that'll be there and we'll put it all together and it'll look really cool. Right. It's like, no, these are just like my people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like people just can, if there's a song and people can connect to it, you know, then that's okay. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's great. And, you know, I was a little bit worried. I was like, ah, is anybody going to freak out? You know what I mean? That their video is going to be out there you know um but everybody's just been really positive they've all loved the video i yeah. know you know i did like one typo in the credits but like you know i'll live with that it's, like, it's, it's, it's fine it's okay it's out there See, no one knew that <laughs> until you just mentioned now it. i gotta read the credits <laughs> see where the typo is yeah uh, more youtube hits for you um yeah, right. yeah i'm really intrigued with that whole like crowdsourcing yes. version of creativity i mean yeah. that's something this is something that could have only happened in this generation right. this time right you know 10 right. years ago we don't have the bandwidth the right. internet wasn't fast enough. right exactly um, what are you going to do videotape it and then mail the tape in and then manually cut it that's right. like thousands and thousands of dollars right but now everyone has a hd camera on their phone just send it and right you know it's a it's a beautiful thing you know and we you know we're bombarded with divisions every day you know what i mean like people want us to feel divided you know what i mean certain people mm-hmm. and but we have the tools You know, we have the means, we have the, you know, the ability to actually connect ourselves. So there's these two poles that are happening right now. And it's easy to get lost, you know what I mean, in one way or the other. And I feel like just something like this, you know, people were messaging me afterwards. They're like, you know, I really needed this this week. I need to just chill out a little bit, you know what I mean? And remember what it's like to connect with people and like, um, you know, in this song. So that was really cool to hear a good feedback. But yeah. So let's hear it, man. Chasing Daylight. Let's go for it. All right, let's do it. Well, there's something about the weather when we're out on our own. Something about the path that leads us forever home. We don't need a reason, just changing with the seasons. Following the feeling in our souls 
Now that you're with me We're chasing daylight And we're so fully alive And I can't believe The world's still turning Cause we're hopelessly alive You, me, and the sunrise We're still miles away from the end of the day And the wind walks by our side We'll fly through the rivers and we'll swim through the sky Nothing can bring us down when it's you and I Now that you're with me We're chasing daylight and we're so That's a great song, too, Ooh. man. I like it. <laughs> so I recorded that song in C-sharp, which is uh, the highest key that I ever sang in. And part of this co-writing is it takes you out of your comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Stretch you a little bit vocally, so too. So Austin was just like, man, you don't sing like this, and I'm going to write you a song that you've never, in a style that you've never sung to. Mm. And I was like, uh, all right. Because this one, this song is very, <laughs> uh, it's it. more folk poppy. Folk pop, yeah. Almost country. Yeah. Almost country, but not quite. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, he was just getting my vocals. And then, so I performed it a half step lower in C um, for a long time because my right. voice never sang it the way I recorded it. Like, we just wrote the song in a day or two right, and recorded right. it right then. Um, so it took my voice almost like six or seven months to catch up to where it could be to be able to perform mm. it in that key. And it's still uh, almost there. I do like, like it, though. Yeah, but it's like once I keep singing it in this key and get the hang of it and get the it feel of it, easier and easier for sure. it's, um, it's just fascinating because it's like, you know, I'm also exploring this 
muscle, this tool that I've never, mm. you know, had the chance to do that before. So I love singing that song because it's like, all right, what's your voice going to do now? You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to get in there? You know, how are you get those things? Well, but, you got uh, your techniques down. Though. I'm you getting got it. the tricks I'm down. G- I'm getting yeah. it. But I really, I really like that song. It was a lot of fun and it's a, it's a big challenge, but I loved it. Have you taken like vocal training or is it all self-taught or? Um, so a big misconception is that people are just born with voices and they're not. It, they're absolutely not mm. like uh, I found that out from connecting to the industry and Carrie Cole, uh, this amazing vocal coach right. from New York. So I've taken maybe three or four different types of her classes. One of them is a vocal class. Um, so she does warm ups. You know, it's like I have to warm up before every gig. I have to cool down before every gig. It's like all these little things that you don't think about. You know, Lady Gaga, she worked six or seven months on one song that she sang at the Grammys just on with a vocal so it takes so, so much work. Right. And I'm only realizing that now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, this is, um, I don't take any like formal voice lessons, but working with Carrie and working with other vocalists, I'm understanding that it's, it's training. You know, yeah. you're literally training your like, you know, three inches of vocal. Yeah. <laughs> vocal and uh, right people don't know, but you can lose your voice permanently like that. Yeah. Like oh, that. man. So I, you know, over over singing and like I just lost my voice for a week my body was just like okay this is what you get <laughs> and, if, and if that is your career and if that's I your can, livelihood exactly. you can't you can't take that's any chances exactly with it, it. Yeah. yeah no so I've been really really kind of um you know making sure that I do like the warm-ups and the yeah. cool downs and you know working on the techniques because um yeah that stuff can happen Adele with her throat yeah. surgery yeah. you know what I mean there's ton, tons of stuff but um it's I mean it's when you get into it the science of sound and the vibrations that are happening is all in your head, in your chest, your whole fascinating. body. Fascinating. Exactly. Your whole body, your arms, your shoulders, your spine, you know, like where a note hits, like in your palate. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's all, you know what I mean? It's all very tooled. Yeah. Your, your, <laughs> your body is essentially, right. you know, an instrument yeah. and you have to treat it as such. Right. You got to take care of it. You gotta stay hydrated. Yep. They yep. say pee clear, sing clear. <laughs> yeah. No, I I'm drinking my water. I do the thing. Yeah. Coconut, coconut water is yeah. great and wreck that. But um, yeah, it's a whole thing. I'm learning about it. But um, yeah, and like I said, that's the difference between someone that's very intentional, taking it seriously, mm-hmm. and someone that's you know doing it as a hobby. Mm-hmm. This is what is gonna set you apart. Another right. thing. Um, yeah. So. All Roads East is out, and people can get that anywhere. Yep. Uh, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, all yep. that stuff. Yep. Um, are you uh, planning a, a physical release, like vinyl or anything like that? That'd be cool. Yeah, so I have, um, you know, I have compact discs. Um, I did a vinyl run what with... What um, <laughs> There are these coasters that you can <laughs> put your uh, mug on, plastic right. coasters. Um, I did, a, I did a, like a limited release with Least of All, um, recording out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, they had this cool thing where you do one take vinyl sessions. Mm. So I did about 20 of those. Um, I only have about two of those left. But that was just kind of like to gauge my audience and see who would buy vinyl. Right. Um, and there is a, you know. Huge resurgence. There is. There is a huge resurgence. But um, my fan base, um, there's not a lot of yeah. <laughs> vinyl heads in my yeah. fan base. It's okay. Um, what I would like to do is once all the albums are out, All Roads East, Way Out West. One vinyl, front and back. That'd be great. Deep South, June North, the other vinyl, front and back. 
right. the, like one of those like Radiohead, yeah. you know, just like full you know, like releases be good with if just it folds like posters. Out exactly. And then make the full circle. That's that would be dope. it, bro. So like that's once I get all those out, I'll have like, okay, this is my massive vinyl. This is for like my true fans. And yeah. then like, then you can have all my music on vinyl. That that's way. awesome. So, yeah. Um, so All Roads East is out uh, and Way Out West is coming out yes. soon. Very, very soon. Yeah. Two, three weeks. I think the drop date is December 9th on Hanukkah. Oh, so a gift for all the the Jewish fans out there. Well, you know, Hanukkah just isn't for Jews. You know, it's for it's for all Americans. That's true. We are accepting of all faiths at the Lucha Lounge podcast. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, Hanukkah. It's like you know, Hanukkah is not a very you know a big religious mm. you know Jewish holiday. It's just like you know, Christmas was so big mm. that the Jews were like, eh, let's give a little something for the Jewish kids. They might need some presents right, around this right, time right. too. So it's kind of my way of being like, you know, it's like a, it's a holiday present. So that's awesome. Yeah. And that's that's coming out uh, November 9th. So this Friday, November 9th, One Road's coming out. Um, it's a total departure from those songs that you just heard. Um, it's got a whole different kind of vibe to it. I'm so excited because it's just like, oh, this guy, you know, he likes what he's doing. It's good. And they're chasing daylight. And then very happy. Yeah. Very smiley. Then One Road just, ah, uh, just, ah, uh, just goes in. You know what I mean? Really? It's like, it's really, really a cool song. Um, so that's the first single. And then, yeah, Wait West is coming out the uh, first Friday of December. So Wow. Yeah, exactly. Um, so for the songwriting for Way Out West, you said that it's it's a departure from All Roads East. Well, I wouldn't say that. I would say the sound. You know, the, the, the songwriting is, you know, all the same themes are there. Um, just the sound, the way that we use kind of like futuristic instruments and like different, you know, some is just all melodies there's no drums there's mm. no percussion on a couple of tracks and then you know a couple of tracks is just these big full stadium sound kind of um sonic landscapes which is just really really cool too so soundscapes so excited about it yeah soundscapes it's my new favorite word so who's uh <laughs> who's designing so i'm assuming you're using like synth patches and stuff like that or um there are some there are some in there um yeah yeah so it's gonna be i'm just really excited it's just a whole nother side so yeah, really, really stoked. Well, now you have me really curious about yeah, it. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's just cut to the chase, dude. You want to play? Cool. You want to play one row? Yeah, I'd love to. It's it'll probably be the first time I will have played it like on a recorded kind of thing. This is great. This is this is big. It's gonna be a thing. I'm into it. Cool. Dude. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. it. All right, one road. Feeling pretty good in this time I can see the leaves are smiling red into gold The wind starts moving in It's like I'm living in the stories of old I can hear the poets Calling out in the forest They're wishing me well Those bars of bygone times got me on one road. I'm going round with two friends. I'm traveling on in three worlds. Have I been here before and when? I'm bringing my sharpened mind, leaving my bag behind. It's all in my heart. Beat grows in my chest 
melodies on my breath, I'm ready to start. I can hear the poets calling out in the forest what a story they tell. Those balls of bygone times got me on one road. We're traveling on two friends. We're going round in three worlds. Have we been here before and when? And give me strange lands with songs I never heard sung before. Give me warm hands to hold me when I'm feeling unsure. One road, two friends, three worlds, and four departure that is a little bit of a departure slight departure even the the vocal texture that you're using is completely different from mm -hmm. chasing daylight song and oh, even yeah. go down oh yeah 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 it's pretty cool i mean i like exploring all those things um you know they tell you you should you know find a sound but i'm just not going to do that i'm just going to go with the vibe yeah <laughs> then like the sound just kind of well, like I think, circulates well with the way that all of your songs come together i think yeah. that's the unifying right. factor maybe right but like, yeah, it is it is great to to see you explore like different aspects of your voice. It is an instrument. Yeah. You know, yeah. When I was going to school, they would say, What instrument do you play? And I would say guitar, but then singers would be like, Oh, I don't play instrument, I, I sing. Uh -huh. And then when I was taking a vocal techniques class there, um, he would say, Your instrument is the voice. Yeah. And you have to treat it as such. You know, do you, you sing? I have in the past. Oh, man, yeah. I should have got some harmonies on that, no, didn't no, I? It's <laughs> been a minute. Plus, you don't want my raspy bass <laughs> voice on this track. Um, you sang it just fine. Um, so, yeah. Um, what is, what's next for you, brother? So, just one road, you know? Just, just going on that road, kind of like seeing where it goes. Um, Way Out West is coming out, so that's really exciting. I'll be on tour um, in New England um, in November. My old stomping grounds. Yeah, okay. So I'm starting in Portland, Maine, um, and then working my way down through New Hampshire, um, Connecticut, um, probably through Boston, Philadelphia. It's going to be cool. I'm excited. Awesome. And where can people find you online? I know you have a pretty strong Instagram following, but website, anything like yeah, that? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely got the website. Um, if you just type in... Eli Love shows all my shows will come up, oh, but nice. I have a I have a dedicated page on my website. I work use um, bands in town, and um, Spotify also has my shows on there. So, 
find me on Spotify, follow me on there and my shows will come up. So it'll be, awesome. uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. It's like, you know, seven dates in eight or nine days. And it's my first like official thing. You know what I mean? I'm going out on the road, um, you know, going to certain places at certain times. It's all very official. Yeah, all very official. Yes. Um, <laughs> are you, are you traveling with the band? Um, so it'll probably be just me as a duo, um, singing with Megan Lee. She's an incredible, um, singer from around here, Keatesville, Maryland. Um, so I've been singing with her. She's got a great kind of um, voice for harmonies, and we do some shakers in there. So it's kind of a nice indie folk acoustic duo. Brings, Stripped down. Yeah. I but, love it. But it really brings out, like, you know, the the melodies in the songs, too. So, yeah. Um, I want to take the band out on the road, but it's one of those things where it's yeah. like, you know, I don't have a bus. You and know then I mean? everybody like, how am needs I gonna... to be on the same schedule. Just, yeah, yeah. You know, one, one's got a nine to five. The other one has like a drum set. It's like, I don't really know how to do that yet. Um, but I will. I'll you figure, will. I will you figure that out will. just like everything else. So you got to is... get a van. <laughs> got to get a van. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the first step. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else? Because um, we've been talking for a minute and... Is there anything else that you wanted to say? This has been awesome, man. It's been such a great, cool, cool vibe. Um, really excited about your creativity and bringing on different folks to the show. I've been listening, and now I will be an avid listener um, from this point. Awesome. And um, just thanks so much for, I don't know how you connected with me in the first place. It was because of Anthony. Anthony Anthony Maravelli. Uh, Dante. Yeah, yeah, Anthony Maravelli. Okay, Who's yeah. getting married this weekend. Oh, so. congratulations. Uh, yeah, he's a great dude. Um, so that's great that we're connected. And yeah, I'm sure we know some other creatives in our circle and happy to keep it going, man. Yeah, definitely. For me, on my end, it's been such a great conversation to hear you play, to hear all of your thoughts and ideas about your creativity, the way that you take it so intentionally. Mm-hmm. It is it's refreshing to hear and Man, I'm just a fan of you and a fan of your music. I'm a fan of the hustle, Thanks. the way you play out every day. <laughs> yeah. You're playing out tonight. You're playing out yeah. tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And I appreciate that. And I wish you nothing but the best of luck and success. Thanks, my man. Eli Love, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks, y'all. And there you have it. The 10th episode of the Lucha Lounge podcast is in the books. I had a really great time talking to Eli, and I can't wait to hear his album, Way Out West, which is out December 9th. If you would like more information about Eli and his music, you can check out his website at elilev.com. That's E-L-I hyphen L-E-V dot com. Or you can follow him on Instagram at Eli Lev Music. If you want to support the Lucha Lounge podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Lucha Lounge Network or go to the website luchaloungenetwork.com for all past episodes. Man, who would have thought? Still here after 10 episodes and going strong. Um, once again, I'd like to thank you for listening. And uh, I guess that's it. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.